Welcome to the Holy Arrows podcast. I'm your host, Phoenix Amara, author of Ascension of Gaia, founder of the Temple Arts Alchemy Mystery School, Muse and Mother. We're here to delve deep into the power of Holy Arrows and all things devotion, intimacy, sacred sexuality, and love where the transformational medicine of our soul, sex, and art intersects and transforms ourselves and the world. Enjoy today's episode. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Holy Eros. And in today's episode, I'm just dripping with excitement to have a deep dive with my soul sister, Raven Royce, up in the house. And... Today, me and Raven are going to drop into juicy secrets that we probably just talk about in our own conversations. Uh, Raven's going to share some more about what it is to be a creative artist, to be tapped into your soul and your voice and your womb and pussy. We're going to talk about sex, relating, and what it is to be a creative entrepreneur on the planet right now in this time of change. Welcome, Raven. (laughs) Thank you. So excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. And just for all of you listening out there. So me and Raven, we we have some history together, some beautiful history. And, you know, we met back in the day, gosh, years and years and years ago. I think it was in Vancouver. Was it in Vancouver? We were living in collective mansions. There was like this huge collective living community movement happening. And Raven was really like this incredible songstress in the community. And we stayed in touch and we kind of wove into each other's lives, you know, festivals. She would come and visit me. We do these crazy photo shoots and I'm now caretaking her, her beautiful ball Python Stella. And uh, it just feels like this, another layer of our friendship deepening, you know, definitely. And so for everyone listening out there, can you share a little bit Raven about like, what you're doing now on the planet as a creative songstress, as a creatrix, and how your journey kind of took you along all these crazy adventures to which you'll share to where you are now. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Phoenix. What's coming through me right away is the first moment that I laid eyes on you which was in the middle of the dance floor at one of the first community gatherings I ever went to back when I was in my early 20s. And you had on this leopard print bra top thing and (laughs) whatever, barely anything else. And you were just in the middle of the circle. And I was also barely clad and shaking it. And, And the way that you smiled at me when we looked at each other you exuded so much charisma and confidence and just self-assuredness in your sexual expression and you were the first woman I remember meeting in that space of journeying into community that I felt safe to be seen by Mm. and so for anyone listening that's the core of why I'm here today is because I feel really safe with this woman I really feel feel really safe with you Phoenix to be all of myself Mm-hmm. And as a singer, as an artist, as someone who's currently living in Los Angeles, launching my first album, 
holding transformational experiences for people, facilitating groups of singers of all different kinds of backgrounds and experience levels, teaching voice codes. My whole life is about being seen and being heard. Mm. And my journey into this place of leadership as a creative artist who specializes in the voice has been about coming out of the shadows, out of the closet, out of hiding, and finding those safe spaces where I can practice shedding layers of myself, like our precious co-baby Stella, and emerging from my own skin into new and new deeper levels of embodiment, mm-hmm. of embodying, of literally physicalizing the spirit and the journey and the message that I'm here to communicate in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I remember that moment that I saw you as well. And it was a moment of recognition, I think. And and there's this thing I want to get into later on in our conversation around sisterhood and what it actually means to be in compersion with a woman, another woman that we see as beautiful, powerful, successful, and to see her in that instead of it bringing us into a spiral of shame or not enoughness. Yeah. And I want to return to that, but I want to, I want us to kind of go back to that, that time that we were in and, and, you know, you've had a lot of different evolutions as an artist. Um, I mean, you were, you had a boutique website agency for a time there. I know that you have been part of helping Veeam grow uh, the NFT organization. I mean, you're a designer, you're a branding specialist, you're a voice codes coach, you know, you're really your codes are around expression and sexuality and playfulness uh, of the feminine. And so what has that been like to have all of these different, these, you know, being a savant of, of art, you know, having all these different channels and then how to navigate and like, (laughs) you know, be like polyamorous with all of your different channels and balance that, you know, (laughs) I love that. I love that you use the word polyamorous to refer to creative passions because very much what I feel my gift is in art is the same gift I have as a lover, which is my ability to feel and see the unseen and translate that experience, bring the shadow into the light. That's like where I specialize. And, you know, there's a certain kind of a a person who has a snake as a pet, for example, you know, oh yeah, oh yeah, right. And you, you know, we get very polarizing reactions from folks who learn that little fun fact, you know, about us because the snake represents death and transformation. It also represents like our pure animalistic instinct and the serpentine power of our life force. And so many different, it's a symbol of so many different aspects of human existence that are often taboo, hidden, repressed by different traditions or just kept in the shadow. And my own journey of coming from the shadow into the light and then learning that my gift is to actually be there, Mm. be there with, myself to be there with others to be there in art and my songs are a reflection of that too like I've got a song called ugly that's all about just being in the gutter and it's a very playful big bold fun pop song about embracing all of that which we call ugly and you know my core life mission is around that so Mm -hmm. I found that navigating you know doing book editing and like you were saying nft consulting and brand design and 
helping translate visions into the material world physically and digitally is very much the same as being in a relationship or being in intimacy with someone and translating those deeper messages and activations and codes from our souls that are wanting to come through and be transmuted through the power of love and the healing power of presence. And I'm learning so much more how play is the key ingredient in both sex and art. Mm. Joyous, liberating, and like healthy, nutritious experience. Yeah. Mm. Would you say too, like having these different uh, creative outlets, it is a way of exploring like that delicious sexual creative expression in different flavors, much as you know, the, the heart loves having many different kinds of friends that bring out different parts of us. It's a way to access different parts of our genius. Would you say? Yeah. Oof, I love that. I got full chills when you said that recently I've been painting, which is one of my dearest mediums of mm. art. And the painting for me arises at such specific times in my life. Usually when I'm going through a deep transition and I'm in silence a lot and I don't have a lot to say to the outside world, I'll start a painting and my body just naturally goes to the brush and the canvas and I can't mm. stop until whatever is in there is expressed. And that more quiet hermit side of me gets really fed and nurtured by that art. Whereas the performing artist in me thrives with the bigger the crowd, the better. And like, let's get all the lights <laughs> on me and let's go. And like, I could sing for 10 hours. Like, <laughs> listen, like it's, it's all about shining on stage. And that's a very different aspect of my personality and my being. So I think you're absolutely right. It's getting to access different aspects of my genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forms of art, much like when you're with a lover who is really masterful in their consciousness and presence, as the feminine, you can open and express the full spectrum of your primal archetypes. And that's a really fun place to play and meet yourself too, which you know a lot about. Yeah. Yeah. And and for people that are, you know, they feel stifled in their creativity and, and stifled in their expression and even how they show up you know, in central expression or confidence, would you say that really being tapped into creativity is a way that people can also open themselves and heal with their sexual energy? Would you, would you say that that is one of the keys and gifts that creativity has? Definitely. Creativity has so many keys to help us unlock and heal sexually and to become more intimate with ourselves. And the key is intimacy into me, I see looking inside and getting to know yourself, fostering a sense of trust and connection with parts of you that have been abandoned or unloved or overlooked. Mm-hmm. All of that beautiful, gentle inner reparenting that we do, all of that amazing deep diving into our own pleasure that's available to us, like all of these journeys inwards through the mediums of art, like vocal toning and singing is such a powerful way to do that dance movement. Mm-hmm. You know, even the way that we dress and adorn ourselves, our own style style can be a healing creative modality mm-hmm. and all of those different ways of playing with our expression can just naturally grow that confidence inside when it comes to being intimate up close with another person because we've touched that discomfort of holding a paintbrush or we've met our absolute terror of stepping yeah. on the stage with the microphone and we have to meet ourselves we get to meet ourselves in those edges to grow And there's nothing more beautiful to me than growing through edges through my art and then going into a new season of an era of relating and then finding, wow, look, I feel so much more open. I'm flourishing in these areas. I'm more comfortable with this part of me. I can bring this softness to my relationship now and, and everything we do 
every day matters, but especially with our creative practice, because it again helps us access freedom. Mm -hmm. I'm really loving that piece that you shared around meeting your own edges through art, which sometimes can be a bit easier than in relating and relationships or dating. And, you know, something that I've really appreciated about you and knowing you for all of these years is how you've really brought this element of curiosity to your relating and your art. And, you know, without revealing too many details that you might want us to, to share on air here, but, you know, I mean, you've had many different explorations, you know, as we know, and I was, I'd like look at you and I'd be like, damn girl, like, cool, like that's edgy, you know? And you, you would play around with sexuality much like how you play with art, with the lens of curiosity and just like letting your interest guide you and letting that curiosity guide you. And, and I think that that can be applied to art too as well for people that are like, oh my God, I, I could never go up on stage and perform. I'm like, I think you could. It's just, you have to let yourself explore a different facet of your being, your playfulness, letting, letting not just other people see those parts of you, but letting you mm-hmm. that within your, like people are walking around with these Pandora's boxes of like, all these different archetypes, a tickle trunk of expression that they'd never even opened. Yeah, I love that. Open the trunk, guys, open it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, Phoenix, yeah. Well, yeah, and and I know that that's a big part of your work too, is also helping people activate that. And so, you know, recently, how have you been doing that with people, like to help them tap into their own inner artist? Like, how have you been evoking that from people? Wow. Thank you for asking that. It's such a passion of mine to help facilitate people into deeper levels of their creative expression. And recently I'll share a story. I'm living with some amazing women here in California. And one of them is trying to let go, is shedding an identity of being a chef of someone, you know, uh, having a specific career and identity, a whole persona built out around this. And through that transformation, she's like, where do I put this energy now? And it just so happened, you know, that one day we ended up getting paints and a canvas out and boom, there she was a painter revealing herself to herself. And I had the pleasure of being able to step in, witness, encourage, go on a trip to the art store with her, like encourage her to get the paints, like to support her and cheer her on in that. And for me, bringing in like an encouraging, positive, optimistic, carefree attitude to art is how... I've seen most effective to like help people get over the bridge and mm-hmm. actually to trust themselves enough to put that paintbrush on the paper. Because like, if we take it seriously, then we just keep banging our head against the same wall that we've been hitting, trying to get away from um, mm-hmm. the same self-defeating behaviors. But if you just open up to that childlike curiosity of what could it be like? What, what, what might it be like? And then instead of trying to answer that question with your mind, just going in and doing it and being present with it. So I always like to make sure there's art supplies around, <laughs> art around, and that there's things to play with, right? Which can also help a lot. So you got to find what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sensing too that like there, there's this deeper core truth that like, you know, art is meant to be fun, you know, mm-hmm. just as sex is meant to be really fun. And sometimes I think it's the expectation that kind of kills the the mood, you know, the expectation of it looking a certain way, you know, 
and at the end of the day, it's about exploration, you know, like bringing that presence of like, okay, what's going to happen today? You know, the same thing with sexuality, like, all right, maybe let's try tying each other up. What's going to happen? We don't know. We might not like it, but we might like it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, like being a, you know, a creative entrepreneur, um, tell me a little bit about what it's like to date, you know, and, and, and romance and sexuality as, as somebody who's very artistic and creative and expressed. What is that like as a, as a woman? It's a fascinating journey. my <laughs> Share whatever you feel comfortable with. <laughs> oh my God. I am ever ever uncovering the, the the mystery that is my heart mm. in dating and relating and that is the truest thing I could say in this in this moment in time you know I've been through many committed partnerships of varying lengths to varying degrees of legality and I have felt what it feels like to be in contract with a being that I'm deeply in love with and mm. That intensity of mating and relating and devotion has been a real core driver for me. I've always felt very like loyal, passionate, and committed and devoted to the people that I really fall in love with, mm-hmm. that I really choose to love. And as a woman and now entering my 30s, I'm in a fresh start, like a fresh slate. I have my music career, which is my number one love and priority that's about to really take off. And I'm standing at the precipice of just having cleared like seven years of cycles and patterns and relationships. And I feel kind of like I'm brand new again, but with so much wisdom in my body from all of these explorations that I've had over the last decade and a half of being, you know, sexually active. And my God, like it comes down to prayer and devotion for me. Like my, relationship with relationships is one that's incredibly sacred to me Mm. I spend a lot of time in prayer around who I'm relating with and why I am very much protective of my heart and my field to the degree that I am so clear when it's a yes for me Mm. I feel Mm. so good when I feel that turn on and I feel that spark and that aliveness be it for a moment, you know, or be it for, yeah, a whole magical experience. And I feel like I'm getting ready to expand my circle of relating and to meet new friends and meet new community and, and spiral out a little bit. I feel like that's the overarching leg of the journey that I'm on is spiraling out, leading with my art, leading with my passion for this mission to share my power through song and through music. And then to hold my standards at vibrationally where they are at now for the things that I'm manifesting and calling in for my next relationship. And within that space, there's so much unknown. (laughs) And a question that I'm currently grappling with is how fun and playful can it be? Right. And and I'll just share yeah. a tiny bit more on that because for context, you know, my my recent experiences of relating, I would say for the past five years have been very challenging. Like beautiful relationships, wonderful people, soulmates for life, people I would call friends and allies. But the the shadow stuff that I've had to look at and I've gotten to work through has been hard. 
like hard, like to the point where I'm like, man, I might be tapped out of the game for a little bit. Like, I think I'm going to bench myself and just, oh yeah, you know, and like chill out over here. (laughs) I'm going to become a nun for the next decade. No, I'm not quite there. (laughs) I definitely, I'm very, very clear actually that based on my last relationship experience, which just completed a few months ago that I am very much interested in a deep, intentional, intimate dive in partnership with someone who is very sexually alive and activated and mm. ready to participate in that level of co-creation. Let, let's get into that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and this feels really juicy and it's, it's a topic that I think I, w- I want to see a leg just shouted from the billboards and the, the radios and TVs and it's, Ah, and it's it's a topic around you know that that primal energy that's not coming from performative porn culture I want to say you know or that people are learning from porn culture like oh this is what primal looks like okay you know and it's this embodied authentic present energy of aliveness that someone is comfortable with and maybe you can share a bit more for those that are listening, especially like the brothers out there that are like, what is she talking about? You know, because yeah. <laughs> we do like that stuff. And yet, you know, there, there's sometimes confusion out there about what, what that is. I want to lovingly interrupt the conversation here for a moment and invite you to take a pause and just for a brief moment, envision a community where you're gently invited to allow your heart to unfold in tenderness, where you're playfully challenged to be witnessed in your beauty and your sensuality, a place where you're supported by myself and an entire community to let your guard down finally and let your heart's sacred gifts shine, where you're inspired to open your heart to more of your wild, beautiful vulnerability where you'll explore deeper intimacy with yourself and others through a monthly co-ed container, where you meet with everyone once a month, as well as deep dive with either our men's or women's circle. Yes, this is coming online. This space is Archetypal Eros. And it is a community for those who are ready to open in deeper love within themselves and in their partnerships open to deeper love within their work and their creative expression and their soul's dharma. And we're going to be exploring consciously beautiful rituals, conversations, and practices to open one's heart and sex to wild and devotional love. And it's also for couples who are here for deeper, juicier terrain to explore within their relationship. You can get on the wait list for Archetypal Eros in the show notes And we're going to begin this beautiful, wild and radical journey in September, but you can get on the wait list and get access to some really beautiful free gifts, some practices, some resources in the meantime. And I just invite you to consider what your life could look like in six months, the kind of love that you could be in, the kind of sex that you could be enjoying and exploring and open to the kind of wild devotion that your heart has been aching for. And we're going to go deep. We're going to go wild. We're going to live and love out loud together. 
So with that, I feel like we're referring to the power of the sexual relationship that's available between two people who are devoted and intentional. Yeah. Co-creating that space. Yeah. Well, recently I just edited a super powerful book on this topic called Playing with Fire, which is the spiritual path of intimate relationship by Justin Pierce and London Winters. Just drop that in because it's a must read for anybody on this podcast, Playing with Fire. And I learned a lot from them. They've been in conscious sexual relationship for over a decade. They have a toddler and they run a business together. So there's a lot there that I see mirrors what I desire in terms of co-creating with my partner on some level, having children eventually and then being in that daily practice of engaging with each other intimately mm. and I would say what that means to me to be sexually alive and on fire in relationship is to be meeting in the depth of who we are all the time to be aware of each other's different shapes and textures emotionally to be aware of the different levels of our sensational experience to really get to know each other as physical embodied beings, not just intellectually. Mm. Because for me, a deeply committed relationship is one where you're so one in the sense of being able to sense and feel and understand each other without words. Mm. When you bring words to your relationship, it adds so much life and color and beauty, but the relationship itself is built on the unspoken knowing between your bodies mm. and the trust that you cultivate there by activating pieces like consent and curiosity and intentional communication. That is all part of the super hot process of getting to know somebody intimately and vulnerably, right? Uh -huh. And I think a lot, of, a lot of people would love to know that at least from my perspective as a woman what i desire in bed is so much more about emotional intimacy than mm. anything else because my sexuality and my physicality stems from that emotional intimacy it stems from meeting heart to heart mm. and being able to witness love in all of its many forms being able to witness the pain and the pleasure of the person that you're loving being mm. able willing to want to know more to invite them deeper into that experience you know mm -hmm. for me I I crave a relationship where we're constantly inviting each other deeper into that experience and in order to do that well you got to be able to know how to transition in and out of that space how to come in and out of a sexual experience and then how to make life a sexual experience how to really live in that eros together mm -hmm. and be in that radical aliveness that you're talking about it takes a master of boundaries. It takes a master of communication. It takes prayer. Mm -hmm. I feel these are all my experiences mm -hmm. and a real willingness to own your own experience. Mm -hmm. So that's where the transformations and shifts in my last relationships have really shown me where I get to reclaim even more sovereignty, mm -hmm. even more conscious choice even more self-respect, like on a very, very deep level. Mm. And I'm enjoying very much feeling all of the ways that I'm meeting myself intimately to become a match for that level of experience mm. next partnership. I want to speak to this because I think that this is a piece for us as, as creatives, as powerful women as you know those who are doing some really 
cool stuff in the world is that, you know, we, we also have to see ourselves and not try to hide parts of ourselves because we'll be seen as too much, but actually own them and know that from that place of being quote unquote too much, that actually it's just us reclaiming these parts of ourselves and not trying to dim them so that we don't come across as too wild. Like I know mm-hmm. that's been a big part of my journey is to be like, you know what, <laughs> this is who I am and this is who I am and this is who I am. And all of these colors make up this, this spectrum of who I am and I'm not going to hide them anymore. It's actually, if, if you're going to love me, I, I've claimed this for myself and so that you can enjoy it as well, you know, and, and as also an artist too, like, would you say that th- it's part of, I think, authentic success in being a creative is that to be seen by the world, right, for our art, for our gifts, we actually have to deeply own it for ourselves and actually be like, yeah, this is my magic, this is my gift, and then not try to stuff it back in the box, you know, or only show half of it, like actually let it, let it fly its own freak flag, right, and, and be celebrated for that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Has that been a, a part of your own journey to do that for yourself as an artist, especially with singing now and putting an album out in the world? Um, are you seeing parts of yourself that you're like, oh, damn, <laughs> she's hot. Honestly, truly, I really am. I, I have been astounding myself in this album recording process phoenix like (laughs) listen i used to walk up to a microphone and just cry like i could not i could not find a shred of truth in there i was like what do i even say like what do i say and honestly it was like heartbreak and grief like specifically the heartbreak i've gone through in the last few years Mm. like brought me there like so It, it dug a hole in me and then found a secret bell and dug it <laughs> real hard. And then all of a sudden I had this grit. I had this range. I had a story to tell. Like I had something to say. And it, I couldn't have planned that, timed that, predicted mm. that. I knew that being a singer, expressing my voice like that would have to come out somehow. And now that it's coming out, like the songs that are actually coming out from that depth Mm. at myself through grief of heartbreak and love, it's some of the most miraculous music I've ever heard, truly. And Mm. I mean, because I can hear the freedom in my voice. I can hear the personality. I can hear the wisdom, I can hear the playfulness and all of the songs are so different, but they're united by this fire that I can recognize as my own. Mm. Mm. I'm like, that's me, that feeling. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, as someone who has been actively trying to work on opening my voice singing wise, I totally hear that because, you know, you're like, okay, well, I got a microphone and I got some looper things and I'm, but then you sit there and you're like, but where's the stuff coming from? You know, and it's kind of, it's like stepping onto a stage and everyone's silent and you don't know what wants to be channeled, you know, and 
you know, I think a lot of artists realize that, yeah, like the source of creativity comes from deep heartbreak, comes from deep grief. Like these things are fuel, like life's lessons are fuel for an artist. And that's why being an artist is one of the most profound initiations on the planet, I think. Um, you know, we all have the capacity to lean into those gifts, right, that artistry gives us. Hmm. You know, you've also had an opportunity to work with like some amazing artists and entrepreneurs and be surrounded by some really really cool fucking people you know (laughs) what would you say has been like your own experience around like comparison and getting over that and being able to be around these people and not cave you know in like oh who am I to be surrounded by all these incredible people I haven't made it yet or you know get over that imposter syndrome because I think that's part of the initiation of an artist as well as as you're on your journey you know, you're going to start to find yourself in rooms with people. You're like, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> and there will come that moment. You're like, holy shit, who am I? Right. Because I think there's, there's still that grounded part that's coming through of like, oh no, I've made it. I've, you know, put in my time and my dues, but what has that been like for you? Mm, that's a wonderful question. And I'm glad you you gave that example because my philosophy is about getting in the room. Mm. Like that been how I have navigated my come up into the world of success in business and art in life is I just have focused on getting in the room and knowing that I deserve to be in that room. And that's been my number one practice. And, you know, I have to credit my father for that because I remember when I was 15 going on my first job interviews, you know, he sat me down and he was like, listen, you don't need them. They need you. Mm. So go in there and show them what you've got. And they're lost if they don't want it. Hmm. That was kind of the attitude that I was informed by as a young entrepreneur, as a young business person. And so Hmm. I have always found it very exciting to meet myself in these reflections of people who I see perceived to be successful or this and that. And then the game for me is like, we're the same. And I just look them in the eyes and I feel them heart to heart. And I'm like, you are me and I am you. And like, we're one. Uh, That's the uh, game. uh, Yeah. And then from there, it's like, I definitely fall prey to some mental loops of comparison where, especially as an entrepreneur, I'm like, oh, well, I could be building this business and this business and this business and this business. And everything feels so easy to do at this point in the game because I have built so many skills. But all I want to do is sing. Like all my heart (laughs) right now is be on stage in that costume with the microphone and the lights. Like, you know, and I trust that. And, and, And I used to think that was like, um, you know, pipe dream or something that was just for my inner child. But the reason it's been such a steady drumbeat through my whole life is because I was growing and evolving into the person who could actually own that level of being seen and being heard as an artist. And now I'm here. And it's, it's very clear to me that this is just as purposeful as coaching. This is just as purposeful as, you know, publishing books. This is just as purposeful as supporting other entrepreneurs and leaders, which is what I've done my entire life. And, you know, it's time for me to experience an era of flying actually on my own mm. just out there being like, all right, girl, you build some wings. You grew up, look at them fetters. Good. Okay. Now kick your ass off this branch and go like, get yeah. so I'm just in that phase right now. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. So maybe can you share with us a bit about your album? Cause I, I've been seeing these like little glimpses on Instagram and, you know, just tracking. I think you did a performance last year. Uh, you know, you kind of did an inaugural prayer performance, really. I mean, it was stunning. Uh, 
talk to us a little bit, share, share with us the inside scoop of what has been happening. What, what, what's it, when's it coming out? What's the vibe? Ah, my favorite questions. And the only thing I want to talk about these days, fantastic. Besides sex. I always want to talk about that, but <laughs> the feeling of, okay, this album is called medicine mm. and specifically named because it just is. It's just, it, that is what it is. The intention of this music is healing, but it's not like crystal bowls and chanting. This is tribal pop. This is festival bangers. This is EDM fucking get your booty shorts on and let's get down for the yes. great, like that's where it's at. Yeah. And so I crafted a journey. It looks like it's going to be 17 songs on the recorded album and probably about 21 in the live show. Wow. And so that's going to be a full on dancers extravaganza and all built around finding the medicine in our roots, in our humanness, in the full spectrum of being light and dark. There's mm. kinds of cool Gaga-esque type storytelling in these songs. There's Celtic inspiration. There's African inspiration, big tribal drums. There's 808s. There's cool drops. There, it's bangers. It's just bangers. Yes. <laughs> yes girl oh I can feel it from here yeah um, it's bangers and it's like it literally is the only thing that keeps me up at night at this point <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm obsessed about these songs like they're my little babies but yeah, yeah so in the process of it made a commitment to leave perfectionism outside of the room in this process and so I've been letting it be very much an organic emerging from my being all the songs are channeled none of them were written beforehand with the exception of one okay and it's all like first take freestyles just like whoa, perfect like, like wow miraculous stuff that was wow happening. okay wow yeah and so I'm really excited to tell the stories around the songs as well because they're it's a it's a meta narrative of humanity and the story of creation interwoven with my own experience of receiving raven medicine being called to take on the name and then bringing that archetype forward to the main stage mm -hmm. and that's about piercing the veil of illusion and separation and being a friend in the darkness so that people can remember that there is magic everywhere Okay. And there's a party to be had no matter what's going on. And then if we come together and do things together, it gets easier for everyone. Mm. Oh my God. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm feeling too, like there's a sense of like, that it was like an orgasmic creation, you know, like it created from like this creative orgasmic energy, you know, and trusting in that, like, you know, an orgasm is the same thing, right? An orgasm is like this miraculous thing that happens and you're just like it just happens in one go you know in one take and sometimes it goes on and on and on and each one is so different but it's 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 that I call it like the spiritual lightning bolt that just comes in and just shocks you awake into bliss you know and I'm feeling like your medicine album is going to be that medicine that comes through. So, so when is it coming out? When, when can we expect to dance to it, to celebrate? This year is definitely happening. There will be singles released prior to the drop of the full album. Okay. My goal is to have all of the songs out by my birthday on October 16th this year, Ooh. 2023, at which time I would love to have a large celebration, of course yeah and you'll have to get on this because everybody like raven is from another dimension when she hops on stage like i 
even the little video that I saw from that performance, I think Ramayan showed it to me and I was like, holy fuck, like phenomenal. And that was just at like a gathering that you were at, right? So yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to see this come through. Um, oh, Raven, this has been such a delicious, deep little dive into a bit of your heart and soul. I am so, so thrilled to just continue to witness your evolution, your expansion, your creativity, your gorgeousness. And so I want to ask you two questions as we, as we wrap this convo up. And the first one is, you know, for us who are listening to you and for people that are listening to this, what is one thing that you don't want people to know about you? <laughs> tricky one you know I'm gonna say the first thing that came through which is that I'm queer or like I identify as a queer person mm-hmm. and isn't that I say that I don't want people to know that about me is because part of me still hides that still hides that from the world because of how mm-hmm. I was brought up and conditioned and for me, queerness is just an openness to love all beings, all things, regardless of their form. And it doesn't necessarily imply a sexuality, although mine definitely does. <laughs> there is an aspect to that that I feel like I'm here to help reveal the light in and mm-hmm. that there is so much beauty in all beings to identify as being queer or having an, you know, any alternative definition from the way that they were raised. And especially at this time on the planet, I really want people to know that it is absolutely okay to love who you love, to be who you are, and to be open to life blessing you with all kinds of beautiful connections that can change your life for the better. Mm. Yeah, it's been a big part of my experience. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for revealing that to everybody. Mm. And the second question And this is part of a new ritual, actually, I've started as of the last episode. And, you know, I really invite all of the listeners to give a gift back to Raven um, in exchange for just her sharing her heart and soul and magic on today's podcast. And so what is one vision, one prayer that you're holding into your heart that you would love to see actualized this, you know, in the coming future soon? that everybody listening can add their prayer and add their energy to seeing happen for you. Please pray and share my work on your social media platforms and please envision stadiums and festivals full of people who are going through beautiful cathartic expressions of joy, of release, of transformation, dancing to this music, feeling alive and choosing to be on this planet, choosing to stay here and to give their gift. I pray for millions of people to be touched by this music. I pray that you, listener, get to be one of them at yeah. some live experience somewhere in the future. So if you ever see or hear of me coming to your city, come and see me, come and sing, come and play with me. I would love nothing more. Mm. So if everyone listening can just see that happening for Raven, just see that actualized, you know, I really do believe in the power of collective prayer uh, for massive quantum manifestations. So, uh, and so it is. 
And so it is. So I just invite all of you to go and follow this incredible woman, go and check out her works and just, yeah, bask in her juice. She is a wildly wonderful and creative human that I'm so blessed to know. Thank you so much, Raven, for bringing yourself onto today's episode of Holy Arrows. Yes. If you enjoyed today's episode, if you got something out of it, if what was shared really touched you, impacted you, transformed you, or shocked you, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to share this episode with your friends and community. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple or Spotify and let us know what are your thoughts on what we discussed today. Do you have questions that you'd love to submit to the show? You can find more details on that and more at phoenixamara.com podcast. And you can submit your own questions to the podcast where I will take these and answer them on air.